You're listening to the Rural Advancement Podcast. Rural Advancement provides resources to empower, equip, and encourage rural pastors and churches. Join our community by visiting us at ruraladvancement.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Rural Advancement. This is the podcast that is by rural leaders and for rural leaders. It is our goal every single week, week in and week out, to bring you content that is not just spoken to the rural church, but is spoken by people who get it, people who live, work, and minister in small, out-of-the-way places, and who know the value of the incredible work that God is doing there. I am your host, Joe Epley, and I am excited today to dive into a New Year's update with all of you. I enjoy these recaps that I get to do at the end of each year uh, because it allows me the chance to look back and reflect on not only what I've learned, but hopefully some of what we've learned. And so today I wanted to share uh, three things with you. Uh, I definitely wanted to share one thing that has just encouraged me or something that I find praiseworthy in the rural church. Uh, I want to share one of the challenges that I think faces all of us as rural ministers. And then I wanted to share my heart for prayer on what I believe that God wants us to focus on in this next season of life in ministry. And so as we dive into this, I hope that you uh, partner with me in this kind of reflective moment and, uh, and be encouraged and inspired to continue doing what you do and doing the work God's asked you to do. Uh, the first thing I want to share is kind of a praise or, a, or a, an encouragement that I find in the rural church. One of the things that, that we have the privilege to do on this podcast is to interview uh, rural people from all over the place, from all areas of the geographic you know, U.S., um, from around the world. It's just really encouraging and inspiring to see how many cool and unique stories we get to collect over the course of a year. And one of the things that was really driven home to me um, over this last year was really the the reality that God is at work in the rural church. Um, I think sometimes we can definitely feel because growth is so much slower and metrics are measured so differently. Uh, I think that because our context might be difficult because a lot of the problems seem to not go away, uh, that it can really be challenging to see how God is moving in the rural church. But I can tell you that in so many different ways, in so many creative ways, God is at work in small places. Um, Even a cursory uh, scrolling through our episodes will reveal that God is indeed doing amazing things all over the place. And so if you think that your rural town really is the smallest of the small or the most out of the way of out of the way places, um, or if you feel like you've been there too long or not enough time, like I promise you God has amazing things that he wants to do. And that brings me great encouragement. Uh, When it comes to the challenge uh, that I feel like is facing us as the rural church, I would say that the one thing that comes most to mind is this. Over the course of the last year, it seems like a lot of the conversations that I've encountered have been around the conversation of what do you do when leadership and attendance inevitably shifts in your rural church? I've talked with people who said, man, our kids ministry was really powerful and this one couple left and it just tanked. Or our church is small enough that we graduated a bunch of kids and now they're in youth ministry or graduated a bunch of youth and now we don't have a youth ministry. Uh, or people who say, man, I had one couple that was really good at music and then they left and, and et cetera, et cetera. And so you get all these um, moments where uh, the rural church changes, right? And sometimes it changes completely out of our control. And uh, so the challenge that I see facing the rural church is how do we continue to re-strategize based on what we have? Uh, One of my favorite examples of this um, comes from the language uh, surrounding board games, right? Anybody listening who loves board games understands that a lot of times in a game, uh, the strategy you start with can't be the strategy that you end with. I'll use chess as a pretty universal example um, because, of course, we could dive into a hundred different board games. But when it comes to chess, 
uh, there's certain moves you can play with certain pieces, right? What happens when one piece gets taken off the board? Well, suddenly your strategy has to shift based on the new set of pieces you see in front of you. If uh, famously in chess, of course, the queen is this all-powerful piece, but if that's off the board, you can no longer play as if you had that piece there. And and I know that sounds very simple, uh, but it applies to a ton of board games, ton of different situations in life. Even sports teams do this a lot where it's like, man, with that right quarterback on that football team or that right uh, forward on the basketball team, like things can work out. And yet, once somebody's gone, you have to play differently and think differently. And so I think the challenge facing our church is how do we, in the midst of our ministries, re-strategize? How do we constantly look at the board in front of us or the game in front of us and say, okay, I no longer have this piece to work with, so which ministry program needs to die for a little bit because I just don't have the people? Or, man, we used to have live worship, but do we have to adjust now because we don't have the musical acumen we once did? Or, man, we've been doing this outreach for 10 years, but that's not exactly where the gift sets and the skill sets lie anymore. Maybe I need to switch outreaches. And I think it's, it's, it's a troubling thing to have to confront, and yet I think it's the, one of the most important ways in which we can keep the rural church vibrant. Finally, I just want to share my heart for prayer for the rural church for 2024. Uh, when I look at the rural church, the thing that I'm praying for the most is that people would continue to love the town that they live in. Uh, when I look across all the interviews we've done and the chances we've had to communicate with people, it comes to my attention pretty quick that there's a common thread for those who seem to be successful long-term in their small towns. And that is that we learn to love the context we're in. Small towns have very unique challenges. Um, even though there might be some perks as far as, you know, a certain style of living or whatever, there's a lot of drawbacks. You know, there's a lack of uh, amenities. There's, you know, curmudgeon people that make up that town. There could be a pretty closed um, outsider mentality, you know, where they say, hey, if you're not one of us, we're not really going to give you the time of day. There could be a million reasons, geography and location and all these different things. But when it comes to doing ministry in a small town, it is about loving our small town, not just the church, not just the people, but saying, man, this community is my home. It's the harvest festivals and the potlucks and the, you know, one thing at the county fair that's happening. And it's it's just being present with people in their lives. And so my prayer is that God would continue to open our eyes as ministers to see our towns through the eyes of Jesus so that we don't just love our church and we don't just love our people, but that we truly love uh, the place that God has called us. Because honestly, a lot of that is the key to how we get the ball moving in rural ministry. And so again, my challenge, my praise, my prayer, they all go out to you. Um, it's been a wonderful year for me to reflect on what God is doing in the rural church, and I'm excited for 2024. And as always, from us at Rural Advancement, we are just so excited to serve you every week with content delivered right to uh, your situation and speaking right to your context. Uh, my hope is that you uh, find someone else who you think would benefit from these conversations and spread the word for us. Help us uh, get the word out there. Help us communicate these conversations to others because I believe that what we can learn here uh, from the interviews with uh, pastors just like you is really encouraging and inspiring. I think it can help us all be better, love the Lord better, love people better, and love our towns better. Again, I have been your host, Joe Epley, and we will see you next week.